Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It podcast. I'm your host GP, I'm back from Cardiff, I had a fantastic time. I do remember most of it uh, during the day, I had a few beers, but I remember all the show. I saved up before the show, so it's brilliant, but uh, I met a few new faces, faces that I've been talking to online, but never met before, met a few wrestlers, WrestleFest was a bit of a shit show, the convention you know, it is what it is. I noticed they deleted their social media now. But uh, if you have any issues, do chase them up in terms of refund. Just keep doing it. That's what I'm doing. But overall, fantastic weekend. Great show. Gunther, Seamus, stole the show. But uh, enough about my weekend. Just because I've been going on and on and on about social media, I had to squeeze it in the intro. Anyway, today's guest is a West Yorkshire-based pro wrestler. Please give up for Anderson North. How are you doing today, mate? You are good? Uh, I'm I'm good, man. I'm um, yeah. I've been catching up on Clash of the Castle myself as well, and uh, Gunther Sheamus. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I completely agree. That was just oh, incredible. Oh my god! Two big lads doing big lad stuff, and just yep. oh, Sheamus' pale chest. Just oh god! I I was red after that. I found myself um, just applauding. I was just like, more, more. <laughs> oh, please, I want more of that inside me, please. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm a little, I'm a little sore from my workout earlier. Um, but aside from that, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good, mate. Um, no major complaints. No, good, man. Good. We had like a nice chat before, so hopefully we can carry it over onto the interview as well, yeah. sort of bounce with each other as well. Um, just because you mentioned the uh, the workout, I'm actually just going to jump into your workout because I know you sort of go on about it on your social media, and I mean that in a positive way. So I want to yeah. mix it with you being a metalhead, which you put in your bio, yeah. and being a weightlifter. So I want to know, when you are working out, what sort of your go-tos in terms of music? What do you find yourself always listening to and working out the most? What gives you pumped? Right. Um, I a lot of the time I do listen to a lot of um, it's called power metal in the gym. So mm-hmm. um, if anyone's uh, ever listened to what, what my favorite band, and I know a lot of the metal community kind of it has divisive opinions on this band because of how, quite frankly, cheesy they are. <laughs> um, but my favorite, one of my favorite bands, possibly my favorite band, is Man of War, and yeah. they just have loads of songs about like fantasy and you know wildebeest and angels and all that kind of thing um and about the subject matter of metal itself so i listen to a lot of that kind of metal but i also do listen to some angry stuff um which is usually if i've had a bad day and i just want to hear people playing fast fast solos and sounding really angry it just really pumps me up and Mm. um that, that a lot of power metal and Probably like thrash metal as well to get me through my workouts. Um, so it's music club seven then or anything like that. Well, <laughs> you, you say that music's been a big part of my life for a time, and I'm not adverse to listening to a bit of a bit of like late eighties and nineties cheesy pop music because that is kind of partially what I grew up with as well. Yeah, um, I've been into rock and metal like most of my life, but um, as a as a teen, because um, I'm um, I, I'm 35 in like two months so like the the spice girls s club seven era that was kind of like you know peak 90s music yeah. so i 
I defy anyone who, if they hear some Spice Girls coming on in the pub, not to, if they're a similar age to what I am, to mm-hmm. think, fucking hell, that's Spice Girls. Yeah. And then they'll start singing along and tapping the foot. And, I'll and you know as well when they're lying as well. They pretend not to know it, but like, okay, you're, oh, you're fixing I am not going I'm not going to pretend that I'm too cool to start like nodding my head to mm. it. Um, not, not that it's something I'd go out of my way to listen to now, mm-hmm. but I'm like, oh, bloody hell. I, I remember, you know, having this song on cassette. That's right, cassette. I'm that old. Nope, I had them uh, first version Megastore. from <laughs> me after school. Yep. Yeah. Oh, great. My, yeah. Um, but yeah, metal. Metal's been a big part of my life, really, mm. in terms of. Uh, my growth as a person as well as the music I enjoy so but another thing that I'm going to assume is a big part of your life just because that's how I know you is professional wrestling what actually yeah. got you into professional wrestling in the first place well I'm, and I'm sorry if I diverge a little bit Mate, on the tangents here it's all but, good it's all good um, <laughs> do you know what it's kind of a similar thing about what got into got me into metal really it's um, I remember watching it really early as a kid mm-hmm. um i think like my first memory like my first wrestling memory was probably seeing the undertaker um and you know when he made his entrances there's this big scary dude just walking really stoic to the ring and just yeah chokes on and then it's just just slowly walking yeah yeah very... children just either scared or just in shock, or just everyone is just in awe of this man. Yeah, is supposed to be dead, but <laughs> yeah, it's the, uh, the you know this kind of this pro wrestling magical zombie wizard um, who chokes slams people. Um, but then I just started progressively watching um, wrestling through that as it came towards like the tail end of the golden era, and then went into the more athletic era, and then. Like the, the attitude era, which I'm about age where like the attitude era is when I formed a lot of my like preferences in terms of wrestling, and yeah. it was just as as a fan, I remember watching these as people like real life superheroes to me. Quite ironically, she mentioned superheroes considering my t-shirt, yeah. um, but um, there were all these like real life superheroes to me, and they were performing all these incredible like feats of strength and agility and stuff, and then as I started getting older, like into my um, late teens, then 20s, and now in my 30s, I started appreciating like a lot more of like the athletic side of it and yeah. some more of like the psychology and stuff like that. Um, to the point where like one of my favourite wrestlers of all time was is Ken Shamrock. Um, the, yeah, because the guy like legitimate, I didn't find out until well after that it was actually, it was, I think I found out... Um, probably when I was about, like, 16, 17 or something, it was actually in, um, like, a formative part of, like, cage fighting and UFC yeah. and mixed martial arts. Actually did have an MMA background, not just training yeah. for like a week and then like you mentioned my, the commentary. <laughs> yeah, um, my, my background is martial arts and um, rugby as well, so I, I've got an extensive martial arts background. Yeah, you're a hard bastard then. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I'm, I'm not saying anything, just don't leave town. <laughs> um, but... I really appreciated that, and he was. A, I personally think he was really underrated. as one of like people who should have been really pushed. Yeah, but he looked no, no, like agree. he could legitimately murder you. And like, just how he disappeared that, out of nowhere, just literally in '99, yeah, threw a joke off bit, and then that was it. Never heard of him yeah, again. And then he turned up in like early days of 
TNA. Yeah. And, but he, 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 everything in the, in the ring for me, it's kind of, it was very deliberate and looked like it could legitimately tear your ankle off when he put yeah. the ankle lock in. So really appreciated that. But I'd, I'd always wanted to be a pro wrestler and, I'm like I'm five I'm five six. I weigh about one eighty five. Um, mm-hmm. I describe my body type as can tell I lift weights, but can also tell I like pizza. Um, I'm ne- I'm never going to have a six back, but I'm okay with that because I think I've got a naturally quite strong mm. body frame anyway. But um, I always thought, you know, I'm too I'm too short. I don't have a washboard stomach. I don't do anything. I, I'm not particularly well versed in being able to do loads of flippy stuff. Um, so I kind of writ it off. I'd, I'd always wanted to do it, but I thought, ah, oh, this is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then a few, say a few years ago, it's be about four or five years ago now, I was just scrolling through some of my suggested events on Facebook, um, most of which, as you can imagine, were wrestling. Yeah. Um, and I saw one that was fairly close to me at the time. Um, it was like a maybe 30-minute bus journey away. And... I went on the event. I thought, oh, right, I can, I can make that because, you know, I'm, it was a day off at the time. And then I noticed that they had a training facility attached. Um, and their main training days were on Thursdays and Saturdays. And I had both of those days off from a shoot job. Um, so I, I turned up. Um, I messaged, like, the head trainers, like, do you accept, like, walk-ins or whatever? They did. And I turned up to my first training session. And... After about, I think it was about nine or ten months of training, um, I made my debut at a uh, on a rumble. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I think my entrance probably lasted longer than my appearance in the rumble. But um, and then with that, um, like with that place, I ended up pretty much appearing on like every show, like every monthly mm-hmm. show for about eighteen months solid. Um. And then, with the job I had at the time, Christmas time always made it a little bit harder for me to do um, shows. But I'd, um, I'd appeared a lot with them, and then I maybe may only missed one or two after that, and then I kept appearing on the monthly stuff when COVID-19 hit, the, like the first lockdown. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah, which really... It kind of it knocked, that knocked some confidence a bit, um, because... I was just that I felt I was just starting to come into my own really. Yeah. And I think there was a couple of times like during the lockdowns where lockdowns was lifting and could get a bit of training in there. Mm. Bit of a yo yo. Uh, Here you go. No, close again. Yeah. And then uh, um, since the world reopened again proper last mm-hmm. year, I've kind of taken that as a bit of a step back to really focus on who I want to be as a wrestler and as a as a person as well how I want to represent and present myself. And that's why, and since then, since the world's reopened back up, I've not really taken any, like, um, bookings, but I have appeared on, I think it's two or three of the house shows that my, where I currently train run. Mm-hmm. Um, well, film it and edit and whatnot. And, um, and I think I've been doing all right with that. Um, and it's a kit. I, They've been where I currently train, uh, Pursuit Pro Wrestling, based in Sheffield. Um, they have been super patient with me, considering I, I say my top confidence has taken a massive knock and taken a slight divergence here, but it's something I yeah. feel 
quite important to talk about. Uh, last year, I had, um, I think it was last November, I had quite a, I had a major mental breakdown. Um, there was a load of things going on and then, you know, things pile up and then the straw that breaks the camel's back sends you into a spiral. And since then, I've taken I've taken a few knockbacks since then, so my training hasn't been as much as a priority as it usually would be. But since then, I've picked myself up and mm. now rearranging my life to the point where I'm in the space of the next month or two, I'll be able to go back to training every single week, getting myself back on the house shows and then getting mm. back to taking those bookings and appearing and wrestling more regularly. Mm. I, um, I mean, I'm sorry to hear that. And I'm glad to hear that you are sort of, you have bounced back, you know, mental health. I've, I've kind of raised that, sort of discussed that on the show before. So yeah. for you to sort of open up, I appreciate that. But for you to also be on the, you know, on the up and so, you know, continue the training to be on the shows again. You know, that, that is awesome to hear. I want to yeah. um, backtrack a little bit on the training part of wrestling. Cause you mentioned yeah. you saw shows and you saw there was an open training, but I want to hear like, what were some of the biggest challenges that you've encountered in the training? And also on the first day that you were there, what were sort of your first impressions, you know, in the, in the school itself? Uh, I start with first, my first, first impressions was, Oh my god, this is actually happening. I'm actually that's actually a wrestling ring over there. I never, you know, I'm actually going to be stepping into that rather than mm -hmm. you know being behind the barricade and seeing other people do the things. Um, and there was a, I, I've, I've met a lot of cool people through wrestling, but my initial thing was I'm I'm really bad at meeting new people. I'm like I'm just terrible with with it. Yeah, but I've met so many cool people through wrestling and. Sometimes we I'll talk to them semi-regularly. Sometimes I'll go months without talking to them. There's some that, there's some people that I've met that I consider being integral to my wrestling journey who I've barely spoken to since in the past couple of years, but I still consider them integral to me. And mm -hmm. whether whether they think the same of me, it doesn't matter. I consider them integral. Um, challenges for me... Um, I think probably my biggest challenge is, as an autistic person, I tend to learn differently than other people. Um, so sometimes, and bless like bless Liam Slater over at Pursue Pro Wrestling, who's mm. the, he's the head coach over at PPW. He's always been mentioned on this podcast like more than once already. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's all good stuff, all good stuff. Don't worry. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> top bloke, and, and bless his patience. I've got to say, because the amount of times I've like kind of stopped like a training session and gone can i just maybe like have that explained differently or maybe can i get in the ring so he can talk me through it or whatever yeah. and um absolutely top guy um uh, nathan black as well over at, um he's the he, he owns uh ppw he's the amount of times i've gone nathan can i just pick your brain about something for a minute and we'll go talk mm -hmm. about something and he'll explain it to me in a way that i need explaining to so i think like that the challenge, the biggest challenge, is probably me learning differently. Yeah, I like my process. Mm. Everyone's um, different, man. I mean, you know, it's just not. I mean, I, I personally did one lesson, and I was like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not for me. And I was at Dropkick well, Academy like many, many years ago. But uh, yeah, that is. I'd say that's probably the main main challenges um, that I face, like within the 
training. Currently, my main challenge is that my working my working pattern is making my training limited. Where I I I feel like I'm ready to get back to it week mm. on week in week out. Um, but my working pattern is not allowing for it at the moment, and it's really frustrating. Um, shoot job. So I love when wrestlers say shoot job. Just makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know? I I heard another wrestler. I think it was. I was probably. I think. I think I was watching or listening to a podcast. I think it might have been Ivy um, doing it, and I, I I know I heard someone say "shoot job" and it just stuck in my brain, and I can't help but make it like refer to whatever. But I I'm so used to it, man. I'm so used. To, I mean, hopefully you can sort of you know have a little word, negotiate, maybe sweet talk someone, and then sort of. You can well, continue I'm actually thing. looking. Um, I've actually got a. Um, couple of interviews and jobs lined up which might allow me to move to Sheffield which will make it a lot oh, easier nice. in terms of my training. Oh, that'd be um, awesome, man. I, I've got to ask because I like talking about films as well. Not all about wrestling. Uh, like I mentioned about the, uh, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, the metalhead stuff and music is what you train to. But just because I see the Wolverine t-shirt, uh, I asked um, uh, Joel Hart uh, about in terms of ranking you know, superhero films. I want to ask you, just because you've got the t-shirt on, Wolverine, if you can rank the X-Men films. Top to bottom. <sighs> Not including the cartoons. You can include Deadpool, but I think that's cheating. Right. I'm going to be a bit cheeky and rank and put Lou Wolverine where it's set in Japan. In the, I would say, really? What, above Logan? No, I would say Logan first. Yeah. The Wolverine second. I love the Wolverine. That was brilliant. The Wolverine, I just love that. There's a there's a particular fight scene where he's against one of the guy, uh, one of the, the samurai guys, like one of the big bads, and it's just so well choreographed. Mm. I really liked it. Fucking, I, I fucking love good fight mm. choreography in a film. It's probably martialized in but... the Wolverine film, which was I think that's going to be low in your list. But that film, we'll get to in a minute when you when you mention it. But yeah, <laughs> but, um, then it's probably something like X, like Days of Future Past. Um, I did which, like it, but second time I watched it. Which was, it was a good film, but it was the exact same plot as Terminator 2. It fucking was, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it, fucking, it is, right? Fucking is. An, indestru a, a, an indestructible badass with a metal skeleton goes back in time to save a floppy-haired young boy from the, and, and go back to the future. It's the exact same fucking plot. Damn, damn. That's all it's missing. It was a fucking song, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Logan um, down to like, you know, McNeil, come with me, you want to leave, like. <laughs> Although I'm not sure, I'm not sure um, Magneto being played by an Austrian would probably set the best precedent. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um... <sighs> For nostalgia value, I think the first X-Men film has got to be up there as well. Yeah, I realise that. Um, X2 wasn't bad, um, but I think it, it, it was more filler than killer. Um, no, I rank it very highly, so I'm, I, this one I disagree with you on a little bit. Although, although X2 did have one of the absolute best film like best scenes in superhero cinema history where Wolverine's taken out like those those parallel military guys mm. who break into the house and then just oh, turns to the you're, you're, you're alright now I've stabbed all these guys in the face are you cool 
Um, <coughs> I, I don't know where I'd put the rest of them, but I think I would put Last Stand very close to the bottom. Probably just what one better. What about First Class? For, oh, First Class. I loved First Class. That was probably my top three, top two. Say there's a co- there's a couple of the other spin-off films where I don't know quite where I'd rank them. Mm-hmm. Um because it does depend on what mood I'm in in the day. Um I mean, what are your overall thoughts on just because I mentioned it earlier, the Wolverine no, not the Wolverine, Wolverine, his first origin film. Oh, the origin story. Uh it had so much potential, yeah. but it's shit. It, 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 it absolutely shot the bird. Yeah, so bad. It absolutely shot the bird, and all ever since like the first X Men film came out, all I wanted was a fucking great film where Wolverine and Sabretooth just have at each other for an hour and yeah. a half, and I take my brain out, watch two superheroes who heal, who heal really fast, mm. just going at each other with a little bit of story in between. Mm. But they just have to overcomplicate, like Apocalypse. What they did to that, like Apocalypse, is one of the coolest designs I've ever seen. Like as a villain. Oh yeah, the absolute but what they did to him. It's like, what the fuck is this? It looks like Ivan Ooze. <laughs> oh, fucking Ivan, and that and that's cheating on that Power Rangers film, which, by the way, I I watched again for a couple of weeks ago, a couple film. of weeks ago, and I'm like, it's sub, it's the Highlander of Power Ranger films. Like, right now, it, I, I, it's I it's so cinema. bad, it's good. It's brilliant. It's absolutely <laughs> I brilliant. Had the just like, I think my mum got used to get fucked off me, like, because I used to get <laughs> <laughs> I, But it is absolutely, it's it's brilliant. It's yeah. it's terrible, but it's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah nailed it. So bad, it's good, but I won't take any criticism of it. I won't listen to it. Oh, no, no, what, <laughs> not, not at all. It's like I said, it's I don't care what Roger Ebert thought about it in the 90s. <laughs> it's like uh, it's the Highlander of Power Ranger films because yeah. um, yeah. that's another film where it's absolutely awful, but it's great because it's awful. Mm. Um, because again, another going on a film tangent here. I I, I always make a point of watching the Highlander like every couple of months because you've got a Scotsman playing a Spaniard when a Frenchman playing a Scotsman, and it's it's absolutely worth watching that film just to hear that Sean Connery go, well, let's see what you've learned, Pendeco. And I'm like... <laughs> you know. I don't remember Highlander that well, to be honest. I, I, I saw it as a kid, like, when I was really young, but it's not one of those oh, it's, it's, it's the it's the best, it's the best, worst, best film in the world, and mm. it's got the perfect soundtrack because it's all Queen. So, not tonight but like I will do you know what now you've got my head and a bit queen like I can't complain uh, one more X-Men film I'm going to mention just before I get onto the wrestling and wrap it up um, Dark Phoenix I, I mean I personally thought it was the worst X-Men film that they've ever done oh, in the series what's a pile of shit oh it was an absolute pile of dog shit when the cartoon has done the Phoenix saga better than the film stand, done them, you've... Dark Phoenix yeah. and Apocalypse yeah I'm like yeah, I, I would, I would agree with that because I, I was a big fan of the cartoon as well in the nineties. Oh, so the theme song, oh, and now that's in my head all night, all day now. Oh man, I listen, I listen to it like every couple of months around. We're just like just while I'm working. no cartoon has a has a right to have a theme song that good. So good. 
So good, oh my god. Oh, I might, might have to use it for, you, for your intro when I do the, uh, oh, I've got special <laughs> for my next guest, but I've already used it. Use it for Joel Jackson, and I don't think it'll like me using it for someone else. You might get jealous. Shout out to Joel. <laughs> Love you, mate. But um, no, that's, that's good to have an X-Men chat. Sorry, I do like the X-Men films, but I'm glad they're in good hands now, because, uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a shit show, up and down, up and down. down. But, yeah, and I, I, I just hope, as much, as great as Hugh Jackman was, I'd I don't think he should come back, Peeler, because no, it's going to take alone. more and more. It's going to take more and more makeup to make him look yeah. ageless. Look what they've done with like Arnold, like with trying to be Terminator. It's just yeah, let it go. Stop trying to overcomplicate things as well. Oh, he's got rubber skin. He's old now. So fuck off. T two, stop ruining yeah, it. And why uh, Terminator? We will get talking about wrestling again in a second. But <laughs> why in Terminator Genesis? Why are you having a guy with a thick Austrian accent explain all of these really existential yeah. quantum physics like things? Yeah, uh, like they put more effort into that. Than the actual story. I've got, I, 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 I'm a Terminator. I've got a, a polymer and alloys over here, and I want to go, God, forget my protein. Where's my protein? It's, I'm now friends with Sarah. We <laughs> are Sarah and our friends. You know, I don't know what this is. I'm going to do this. I'm going to shoot the other guy with an elephant gun. Oh, yeah, John Connor. <laughs> oh, the John Connor been my body. Oh, like, it's just... I had enough. had enough. Like, um... <laughs> But yeah, if anyone hasn't seen these films, like we mentioned, X-Men, Highlander, uh, Terminator, try your way, watch them. And uh, follow Anderson North as well. But um, <laughs> just a few more questions and then I'll... <laughs> So it's mostly just been about films and random, but X Men. I love that though. <laughs> it's quite. But um, in terms of your wrestling career, you had because I think you sort of summed up like at the moment you're sort of slowly getting back into it now in terms of work that prevent you from doing it as much as you want to. But do you have any goals in terms of places you want to wrestle, uh, people you want to wrestle? You know, is there anything that you have set in your mind that you will or want to do? Um, goals. I'd I'd love to. That's, I'd love to wrestle as many places as possible because mm -hmm. um, I, I want to make the most of my wrestling time while I've got it. Um, goals, I would, I would love to be, I'd love to be, on, on, for one promotion at least, I would love to go, and I know some of the, Pure wrestling fans are going to absolutely hate what I'm about to say, probably. But I was a no, big I'm, fan I'm of. I was a big fan of Peak Goldberg, and I would love to go on a Goldberg-style winning streak at one point. Whether that'll actually happen or not, I don't know. And I'm not saying go for like 150, 60, 70 matches unbeaten, but I would love like a year-long winning streak where I just turn up, demolish, and they just start exaggerate your numbers like as the week goes on. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, I'm at 23 one week, and then it's at 72 the next week. No, I would love to like. Um, so my, my, my finishing move is a sleeper hold. Um, <laughs> so you, you can't you can hit it out of nowhere. Yeah. All you have to do is get someone the right... So... Davey boy, I would shit knock. <laughs> yeah, just like choke them out, choke them out. Proper transmission style as well. Yeah. Um, but no, I would love to go on a Goldberg-style winning streak. Um, turn, turn, turn up, wreck someone in, you know, five to nine minutes. And not only that, like, you'd be pissed off modern day fans with being on being, but you'd also be end like doing this while doing sleep holds, which is like a boring move for fans. Just the heat you would get for that would be, yeah. Because and for me, I, I think I think the sleeper hold is one of like a big a big underrated move anyway. Because mm -hmm. it's 
you can it's anyone can hit it on anyone. And as somebody who's like got a martial arts background and been put in sleep holds, like fucking yeah. hurt. So legitimately hurt. Um but I also know it would piss some people off that like a guy who's only five foot six is winning by submissions and going mm. on a winning streak via submission. Works for Taz. Works for Taz. If it works for Taz, why can't it work for me? You know, exactly. um another goal, man, I was I wanna win a few titles. Who doesn't want to yeah. win a few titles? Um I would also this is a little bit more ambitious and reaching a little bit. But I would like to use when I'm performing more regularly again, wrestling more regularly again, I would like to think that at some point I've been a positive influence on other autistic people who maybe yeah. thought um who maybe thought their little dreams that they want to chase because like wrestling's always like been my dream. That was something I wanted to chase. I'd like to think that I've at some point, whether it's whether I've done it already or maybe, like, or maybe it's coming person, in the future. Even just one person, you know. Yeah. Come talk to you and said, look, thank you. Yeah. Just I'd like to think there's just one person I've had like a positive influence of sort of mm. if I'm at a show or whatever and like a somebody's watching me and they go and they go, say it's a kid. Dad, dad, he's autistic too. That would just no. that would no, I know that's that. a really soppy thing to kind no, of end it's up. awesome, man. It's, it's fucking awesome because I see it on your social media, like, and it's in, it's even in your bio that you know, aut like autism awareness, and I love that. I mean, you know, just to to bring it to, just to make people aware, and like you said, that one person that might be shy or concerned about having it, that oh, he's in the ring, he's doing it. You know, I have autism. You know, what what's stopping yeah. me? Yeah, and I I have um, two of the other like um, two other podcasts that I've been on. Um, mm -hmm. They were specifically autism based they, they found because i use the hashtag quite a lot and i, I made the point that um, a lot of time when people and i've had it myself mm -hmm. people hear that you're autistic and go oh well you must be really good at maths then i'm like i am distinctly fucking average at maths like it's, <laughs> that i'm the worst autistic person ever yeah. I'm, i am average at maths and i have a yeah. passing knowledge of physics at best it's a stereotype um, like i'm it's like it's like i'm mixed race I'm, i must be good at sports no, oh yeah, clearly <laughs> clearly you're, you're mixed race you must be good, good at sports clearly yeah. that's, that's how it works i bet yep. you're really good at football oh so yeah um and the thing is people I, i'm sure people mean it positively most yeah. of the time but it's still like a, a a stereotype as well and i know um I know I, I was mentioned to you before we started recording that um, I listened to your interview with JPR mm -hmm. and um, made the very valid point of like the diversity in wrestling that, that and we're getting to the point now where there is more uh, people of colour, I think he said, and mixed yeah. race, black, Asian, whatever race, there more, there's more ethnic diversity in wrestling yeah. now. And I think, and gender diversity as well, which is great because... Um, like when people have said to me, oh, what do you think of intergender wrestling? I'm like, you mean wrestling? Because that's what it is. It's just wrestling. And I don't know if this is true or not. Um, but as far as I know, I think I'm, I'm, I know one other person in wrestling who's got Asperger's syndrome. But as far as I know, I'm the, I don't know personally any other openly autistic mm -hmm. wrestlers. I, I can't think of any. 
I told me, um, I mean, I can so, might try and be smart and Google it, but I probably what they put it in results. Yeah, I, I, if if there is more openly autistic wrestlers, great. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, in the UK, I, I, I doubt it. I think you are the first. I mean, but I think I like that you don't use it as a gimmick either. No, it's just this is who I am. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm, I don't want to be going to the ring like with like pretending I'm Rain Man or anything. You know, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's part of who I am. It's not, and it 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 does it does define me in a way because if I wasn't autistic, it's I would be a completely different person. But I yeah. don't work it into my wrestling gimmick. Yeah, like when I'm in the ring, I'm like I said, I'm there to make people tap out. You know, it's and keep the gold big streak alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Well, I'm bald. I've got a beard. <laughs> what more do you need? Goldberg's clearly my dad. You know. I love it. <laughs> No, I love it, man. I love it. But it's it's good that you, you you're having awareness, and you are probably having an impact, but you just don't know it yet. But you'll have that one fan that comes up to you and be like, "Thank you," and then I bring a tear to your eye, even though you'd probably be like, oh, "I've just got onions." Like someone's cutting. Yeah, onions. yeah, it's, a, it's onion chopping ninjas. Um, <laughs> but um, once I start, um, once I start getting back on shows more regularly and mm-hmm. whatnot, again, I think that's going to be more and more of a possibility, or at least I hope it is. Nah, that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Anderson all, thank you so much for coming on. I think it's been a wicked chat. It's just been a different conversation as well, not to be all about wrestling, but uh, yeah. just, a, just a very good conversation. You know, feels like we've been mates for ages, and I really like that. Uh, where, if the listeners want to find out, sorry, let me try that again. If the listeners want to keep up to date with what you're doing and your wrestling career and just keep up to date in general, where can they find you on social media? Um, they can find me on um, Instagram. Um, my handle on Instagram is Anderson North underscore Graps. Um, Twitter is Anderson North eighty seven, and you know, yeah, that's all my social media. I did used to have a Facebook, but I ended up deleting my Facebook last year. And you're not missing out. It's a bit shite. But I tend to use my in terms of my podcast stuff on Twitter now and Instagram. Facebook's just I don't know, a bit not my cup of tea. But um, that that is what it is. But I'm not going to write about Facebook because it's what it is. No one cares. But as no, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a blast. Thank but you for having me. No, no, no problem. Honestly, I'm glad you came on. Uh, it's been a conversation that I feel like I'm going to think about it a lot as well. And, um, you know, keep up to date as well and maybe have part two as well. Talk about some more X-Men films and the cartoon, maybe. Um, but everyone, maybe. <laughs> that's listened to this episode. Thank you. There's going to be more episodes of What You Call It Podcast coming out very soon. If you keep up to date with me on my social media in the description below, you'll be able to find out who I have lined up as well. But if you can subscribe and support this channel, that'd be awesome. So I can continue this fantastic podcast and have more guests and awesome chats like I've just had with Anderson North and just keep supporting this channel. But for now, everyone, take care. Hello there. I've got a special announcement for my next guest. Hello, my name is Rush Freeman. I am with the NWA. I am part of the Spectaculars. You can catch me on the What Do You Call It podcast right here. Yeah, I heard.